Sorry, welcome back. Sorry that I just talked so much shit. But anyway, where were we? We are proper like basically going out. We're with each other all the time, seeing each other all the time kind of vibes. And I come over to his house one night and his best friend was there. His two best friends were there and his parents were there. Now, oh my God, I need to do a whole podcast about meeting people's parents because I've heard horror stories from other people's experiences but this was kind of a bit of a horror story and now if he's listening to this I feel like he'll be like oh god I never even noticed this also if he is listening stop listening we've had this discussion so anyway I go up to his house and he drives me up and now he I don't even remember him meeting my parents because that's how chillax my family is like I'd have a boy over and my parents wouldn't even think it's a romantic thing and they'll come in and they'll say hi and they'll get him a cup of tea and he'll stay for dinner and Barry will make him a fry and he could be a fucking one night stand and Barry will still make him a fry and ask him all about his life and be sound. So, which has happened. I'm a bitch, I'm a bitch, I'm a bitch. We'll get to that in another podcast. But anyway, so meeting my parents has never been like a big deal for people. We never make like it into a big situation. Whereas with him, he was like, do you want to meet my parents? And I was like, oh God, I'm scared. So we go up to the bloody farm in Enniscary. Not Enniscary, but we're just we're just using and abusing Enniscary for the minute. I feel like Enniscary is a believable place to have a farm. So we go up and I meet his mum, dad and sister. Now, disclaimer, his sister is the love of my life to this day. When a photo of her comes up on Instagram, I'm like, what a great gal she's getting the like. Sound as human alive. I saw her on a dart since and she's just the nicest girl and um anyway I go to the house and I go in and the dad is like showing me photos of all of his cows and all the names dad's adorable and he was like oh my god like M is coming up for like the letter of the year every year there's like a letter they pick a cow's name from and he was like we could call it Martha and I was like oh Jesus now Jesus I don't know if I want a bleeding cow named after me I'm already similar enough to a fucking cow as it is and uh the mum was like we both have cows named after us oopsie daisies I was like oh god lovely sorry yeah of course name it Martha go for it knock yourselves out so then anyway I'm there chatting away the sister and I have loads of mutual friends we're talking about me and Lords and like meeting one of her friends and her friend proposed to me with a bottle of wine and there was a photo of Facebook oh gas and um the whole time I could just tell the mum wasn't on the same vibe she was not on the same vibe so anyway the first thing the mum ever said to me was god you talk a lot don't you I was like fuck fuck and normally parents fucking love me because like I will chat to them I want to know all about their lives and all that stuff and uh, no she fucking hated me she hated me so now from this moment on anytime I stayed over in John's house now John was like 24 I'm gonna say was he 24 25 god I can't remember whoops anyway he was older than me I think he was like two years older than me and anytime I stayed over in his house um his mom would come in like pluff is that what it's called plump plump pluff the anyway would like fix the pillows in front of me would be like oh I've changed the sheets I've done this the spare room the spare room have you heard we have a spare room the spare room it's there the spare room it's waiting for you the spare room we've your name printed on the bloody door it's there for you 
Do any of you think I once slept in the fucking spare room? She could fucking think again. There's more likely I'd be fucking sleeping out in the fucking barn with all the fucking cows named after them than I would be sleeping in the fucking spare room. Your son is near, I think he was 24, 25. Like, he had two double beds in his room. Two double beds for all, just go to bed and think, oh great, Martha's sleeping on the spare bed in his room. Like, anyway. I never slept there so she probably hated me because of that and look I'm a disrespectful girl I should have done it but John John in no way shape for him as you can all bloody imagine was like sleep in the spare room John didn't even fucking know he had a spare room in his house once it came down to the nitty gritty of where I was sleeping that night so anyway one day I go up oh god I went on such a rant there I one day I go up and I um, he had like an outhouse with like a pub in it and like it was had like there was also a bedroom in the outhouse like we could have just slept there anyway I think we did sleep there a few times anyway so we're out in the outhouse and two of his friends there now one of his friends I didn't adore shall we say is that mean to say no fuck it I didn't adore him also so random he was going out with a girl for like five years they broke up just before me and John broke up I think John broke up with me because his friend broke up with his girlfriend it was like a trend it was it was a cool thing to be doing at the time if you wanted to be down and hip with the boys with the farmers with the cows shall we say so anyway they're there talking about fucking fertilizer and cows and I'm sitting there downing my pint being like Jesus give me some sweet release from this fucking boredom so then the mum came out and I was like oh my god unreal I'll talk to her about like clothes or makeup or what she's watching on TV or I don't know the fucking royal wedding or I don't even know just something <laughs> relatable she comes out and she's like oh I love that fertilizer I'm like oh fuck my life Jesus what have I signed up to I was like is our wedding day are people going to show up in fucking wellies and are we going to have a cow bring up the fucking rings like I actually haven't signed up for this fucking life so anyway his other friend arrives love of my life he listens to the podcast sent me a lovely message about it absolute hero arrives and we're talking about Geordie Shore and all of the juicy gossip that you want to be talking about on a Saturday night while having a few fucking drinks in somebody's house that's a pub like the dream so we're having a great time so anyway I go to the bathroom and while I'm in the bathroom basically John's best friend goes to him why like why haven't you asked her out yet like why aren't you going out like she's like grey crack like like you're perfect for each other like I don't think we really were but anyway he was like you're perfect for each other like you have to ask her out like she's such a legend so now the most unromantic way of asking me out ever was four or five hours later when everybody had left we're sitting in his living room shit faced and he looks at me and he's like yeah so uh I was having a chat with um We'll call his friend Ben. I was having a chat with uh, Ben tonight. And uh, yeah, Ben basically was just like, yeah, Martha's unreal. Like, why haven't you asked her out yet? So I looked at him and I was like, is this your fucking way of asking me out? And he's like, oh, uh, well, uh, yeah, kind of. Uh, uh, uh. I was like, are you fucking serious? I'm going to fucking merge you. I'm going to merge you. But yes, obviously I will go out with you. You're so fucking hot. Yes, let's do it. I'm here for it. Blah, 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 blah. So we started going out and we went out for like a few months I can't even remember how long we went out for but like it was happy days like we'd go to Glen's a lot we'd go for picnics like we'd go like oh god he brought me to a Michelin star restaurant oh fuck I just said where he was from oh I just had to bleep that out he brought me to a Michelin star restaurant one time um, actually the night I met his parents they were like you should bring her here I was like oh my god Mackie D's like sign me up to the fucking queue outside McDonald's right now after choir like I'm obsessed I'd be happy with that Um, and like where did we go away for a night in Dublin I don't think we did we I can't remember but anyway anyway Christmas was coming up and he was like here look 
for your Christmas present, why don't I bring you away? And I was like, oh my God, I love a holiday. I love a holiday. So anyway, he decided to bring me to Rome. Yes, ladies and gents, you heard it here first, Rome. So we went to Rome for a weekend and he paid for everything, flights, the hotel, everything, like literally insane. So, so generous of him. So we went to Rome and like, oh my God, it was literally just the absolute dream. Like it was everything about it, like five-star hotel, like the food, everything like Rome. Like I'm not obsessed with Rome, I prefer Paris, but Rome is unreal. And like, we just, we did have a really great time. The only thing was, the only thing was, I just like didn't like have that much crack. Like I wasn't laughing that much. And like, you all know me, like I love a good laugh. I love a good gas experience. Like it was, I kind of just felt like we weren't real, really clicking. And as I said before, like I wasn't getting that feeling in my stomach that I used to get with James. And I was like, God, am I in this because of his CV and because of his fucking appearance rather than what's most important, his personality. Um, so that kind of was like an eye opener to me that like maybe this wasn't the one. Um, but like we had a good time, like great sex, great time to be live talking about great sex fuck my life so I got a fucking UTI so on the first day we arrived we went to a chemist across the road um to get condoms like who the fuck was I using condoms back then but sure look sure listen god I actually can't believe I just said that anyway so we got condoms and two days later we went for like three nights I think I have a fucking UTI and I was like oh my god lord above kill me now so I go back over to the chemist and I go in and like John was mortified so he was like I'm gonna stand at the back of the shop and pretend I don't know you and I was like okay fair so I go up to um the person behind the till and I'm like hi um I have a UTI can I get um some like medicine or antibiotics or whatever and he's like he's like okay okay I need to take a test or your pp and I'm like okay no problem give me your tube there I'll take a piss so I go in take a piss come out and I'm like you know you know when you take a piss and you're like oh my god like is this a normal color are people gonna be judging me you know and the doctors when they send you to the toilet and the toilet is in the middle of the fucking waiting area and everyone can see your fucking piss and you try to hide it in your coat your pocket or whatever so anyway I'm walking back with the piss and I'm like, give me a Tim, like really discreetly. And he's like, okay, okay, I examine your PP, give me a second. And I'm like, okay, okay, God, shush, shush, be quiet. Like, I don't need everyone to know you're testing my P. Okay, go on, go on, go on. So anyway, he goes to test my P, and not one word of a lie, he comes out of this, the back room, and he's like, it is positive, your PP is positive. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, would you shut up? Shush. Jesus Christ, I'm fucking 21 and the whole shop thinks I'm pregnant or I have STD. Like, oh my God, would you please stop shouting out my personal information to the shop? I look back and John is bright red. He's about to fucking jump off the fucking, what's in, what's in Rome? The fucking Vatican. I'm like, oh my God, this is actually, oh my God. It was literally mortification once again. So I'm there and I'm like, okay, thank you, thank you. And he's like, your UTI is positive, your UTI. I'm like, oh, fuck my life. I don't know why I sound like Borat when I'm trying to do an Italian accent, but sure, look, you listen. So anyway, get my medicine, that's all grand. And then the last night we are out for dinner having drinks and we go back and I remember how 
weird is this we made a playlist of like songs we were going to play when we got down and dirty who was I to think I'd be able to get down and dirty with a UTI also literally asking to be put on my deathbed so we're walking back to the hotel walk by an Irish bar and I'm like no fuck this we're going in and we're getting fucking lit this holiday has been a bit dry we're going in and we're getting lit so we go in the guy behind the bar was Spanish we met people from Argentina and um, there was a few English people sat with them for the night absolute shit faced and um we go back and I get sick everywhere I was in a shower naked with water on me vomiting and like I locked the door I wouldn't even let him in to help me like that just shows how uncomfortable I was with him because I feel like if that was any one of the other boys like I've been not in relationships with would be seen for a while I'd probably be like hold my hair back bitch we know where this about to go get ready but when I came out after getting sick he's like left out the brochure saying I love you which was actually really cute um so anyway next day we're going home I was on death's door he to handle that and it was a tough time for your life but anyway so that holiday was great so two weeks after the holiday it was his birthday so I spent my fucking life savings girls and boys never fucking spend loads of money on your boyfriend and girlfriend just don't do it it's stupid irrelevant but because he brought me to Rome obviously I felt like I should so I got him a watch I got him tickets to Jack Whitehall like I'd gone all out brought him for dinner in platform all of our friends invited all of his friends sorry and that night his best friend the other farmer was so fucking rude like commented on my cleavage at one stage told me to fuck off and like everyone was like oh he's just in bad form because uh he just broke up with his girlfriend or she broke up with him I don't know who broke up with who and I was like oh god okay so anyway that night I was like to John I was like here look to be honest your friend was really disrespectful tonight and like John just didn't care and I was like oh god like that's just not on like he should care that his friend is like, oh, like your cleavage is out for everybody to see. Like, fuck off. If I want my cleavage to be out, I'll have my fucking cleavage out. Shut the fuck up and get back in your box, you little fucker. So, um, anyway, yeah, John was not impressed that I had called his friend out. But I was like, I'm not going to just bite my fucking tongue. And like, there was a few things. Like, I remember he like, I hated the idea of me ever becoming like a presenter or anything like that because he'd always be like oh like what if you make more money than me and like I think at the start it was a joke but like he was very like traditional mindset obviously like maybe being a farmer traditional family I don't know I don't want to say all farmers are traditional that's what I'm saying but you know what I mean so anyway um literally a week after his birthday (laughs) and sorry actually before I go into the breakup I do have to say I was crazy during this relationship now take into consideration I wasn't allowed to eat normal foods like I couldn't go out for dinners I shouldn't have been drinking and like I wasn't allowed to do exercise like I was a bit miserable so like I did think at times I was like very judgmental to him like I actually cringe when I think back like I remember there was a few times when there was opportunities to get a a bit frisky in the car and I was like oh my god no I can't I'm not that type of girl even though before this I'd gotten frisky in a starlight every fucking day of the week so like I just had this mindset when I was him that I was prim and proper and sophisticated and like I just wasn't but I felt like I had to be like that because he was prim and proper and all this kind of shit so like I was in my head a lot about certain situations um and also before him I'd only slept with three boys and James, the guy who I was seeing after James, who turned out to be an RSL, who was judgmental about the amount of people I'd slept with. And then um, I was seeing the Limerick guy. And then, so this, like, 
I became like the fucking second guy being judgmental about how about how many people he'd slept with. So like I'd never had a one night stand. I'd never done anything. And like he was telling me about one night stands and about like crazy things he'd done. And I was fully like being a judgmental fucking bitch. And like I remember like I'd be like how many people have you slept with? And he'd be like oh maybe like 11 or something. And I'd be like oh my god that's so many. Like looking back now how the fuck am I supposed to judge how am I supposed to judge I have more numbers on my list of boys now than a fucking advent calendar I was such a judgmental bitch like I actually was so fucking annoying like when I look back and like I don't know whether it was because of like previous people that I've been with had put in my head about numbers and about being like one night stands and stuff now I'm an advocate I'm a promoter I'm basically fucking like sponsored by one night stands like I think they're great I think everybody should experience them and do them no, like if you don't want to don't but you do you like I think sexual experiences are gas and I love them and like before I was such a fucking judgmental shite so anyway I was really annoying in this relationship so fair enough like he broke up with me rightly so a few times the relationship my friends like Martha I think you should break up with him because like I wasn't really happy in it we just didn't gel like we never did even from our first kiss there was no like sparks it was just like anxiety and nerves but not in a good way like we got on, we got on, he was so nice, he was so good to me, like, obviously bringing me to Rome and everything, and he was a lovely guy, like, my friends all liked him, my, like, family liked him, but, like, I remember we went to my best friend's Christmas party, and the whole night I went around, like, praising him, being, like, like, he was a prized of a possession of mine I'd be like oh my god look at him isn't he so hot like how is he going out with me how is he going out with me like I was just so insecure and felt so inadequate even though everybody was like Martha he's doing well for himself but like I never saw that because like I obviously didn't love myself girls and boys love yourself before you can love anybody else I didn't love myself so like I felt insecure the whole time so anyway it's a Wednesday I just get back from college and I get a message being like, hey, are you free? I want to come for a chat. And I'd seen him the night before and I, he was doing his masters and stuff. So we weren't able to see each other a lot because he was busy. So I knew, I knew it wasn't going to be good. So anyway, he came, picked me up and we went for a drive. And I remember I got in the car and I was like, oh my God, I lost five pounds this week. Oh my God, I did this yesterday. Oh my God, this happened in college. So anyway, brings, well, I'd beef about the next part, I'll be honest. So anyway, he brings me to the harbour and like it was in the middle of a fucking story. And we're sitting there and he's like, okay, I have something I need to say. And I just remember he was like, don't interrupt me and let me say it. And I was like, oh fuck, here we go. So basically he was like, I think we need to break up. Um, like my parents are getting really annoyed at me because like I'm not studying enough. I'm not working hard enough. And like, you're like such a distraction. And I only got a two one. Yes, ladies and gents, a two one in his master's for his Christmas results. And he was like, I need to get it first. So anyway, I just thought that it was... um. I thought it was just an excuse to be honest and like it probably was and then he basically was like you know if you could wait for me like that would be great and I was like I'm not gonna fucking sit at home and twiddle my thumbs and fucking wait for you are you joking so anyway he was going to Thailand that summer and I was going to Chicago and to be fair the whole time I know this is so bad but the whole time we were discussing Chicago it's like I'm not gonna be in a relationship I'm gonna be single I'm gonna be single like I had it in my mind that me and John would be broken up before Chicago because like I was like I'm not going to America for three months and not living my best life like that's just not gonna happen so anyway um I kind of knew it wasn't it didn't have legs the relationship but I was in the car and I think I was just so shocked that he was breaking up with me and I was really upset because like we just, it was just his birthday. We'd just gotten back from Rome. I was scared people would think that we'd had a shit time in Rome, that I'd been lying about how great it was. So anyway, I was like, he's never seen me cry. So I'm just going to start bawling crying because that might make him change his mind. 
boys and girls never cry to try to keep somebody just to stand your ground and be like yeah cool grand see you later and they'll fucking regret it i bawled i sobbed i bawled he'd never seen me cry before so i'd say he nearly fucking died um so anyway i'm there bawling crying he's like yeah it's just like college and whatever he was like if you could wait until i get back from thailand so that's what pissed me off because i was like why do you want me to wait until you get back from thailand so you can go and do whatever the fuck you want in thailand and then in september when you're bored starting a full-time job i'll just be here waiting for you so anyway we were bawling crying we gave each other a hug he was crying as well and which like obviously was sad about it which was nice to see but anyway then he was like here i'll give you a lift home and i was like nope nope fuck you i'm not letting you give me a lift home fuck you so i get out of the car slam the door in a storm lashing rain and gale force winds at the harbor i go sit on a bench bawling crying and i call my best friend and i'm just like nula and she thought i was joking she thought i was joking about saying she's like martha stop what are you doing like i was like he just broke up with me and she was like oh fuck so then I called Tina, my mom, my main woman, and she came and collected me. And she actually, we drove. I was soaking wet. Like, he just drove off and left me. Oh, my fucking dog is barking again. Sorry. I swear to God, my dog, Bobby, just is not in... Like, he's not happy with these podcasts. He doesn't want them to happen. Because every time I do one, he starts fucking barking in my ear. So, anyway. So, yeah, he left me um, sitting on a bench in a storm, lashing rain. And I remember, like, oh, my God, I had such, like, an out-of-body experience. This is so embarrassing that I'm admitting this. But basically, I started, like, talking to myself. How embarrassing. I literally was, like, bawling, crying. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. How is this happening? How is this happening? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, how fucking melodramatic. But, yeah, he just left me there. Didn't even text me to be like, did you get get home okay? Are you okay? never texted me again not one word in the car it's like we still stay friends because like i love your friends and like would be nice we could be civil and he was like no so yeah that was the end not one word was ever heard ever again yeah god what a bloody arsehole so anyway, um, Tina picked me up. She drove around the harbour and parked the car and she was like, Martha, we're going to get through this. Don't let this get you down. Like you're doing amazing in life and you're such a great person and I really don't want to see this like affect your confidence or anything like that. Like it's his loss. He's going to regret this. And, you know, I'm here to support you. You have your friends, you have your family and you're going to get through this. And to be honest, if anybody out there is listening who is a parent or who one day wants to be a parent, that was like the best thing that could have been said to me after this happened. Rather than, oh, he's a fucking idiot. Oh, we never liked him anyway. Oh, he's so ugly. Just for my mom to be like, this is shit, but we're going to get through it. You have the support. Take the time you need. So anyway, the next, I get home and obviously my best friend, Nils, came down. She was there for me. My sister was amazing. My sister was like, okay, you have a week to be upset. And then we're on to the next one. We're over this. So you know me, guys. It didn't take me a week. So... The next day, Nula and I climbed the um, Bray Head and then we went to see La La Land, which I was dying to see. And after watching La La Land and they didn't end up together in the end, it just, sorry if I just ruined that for anyone, but like it just gave me like a new lease of life that like it just wasn't meant to be. I love the music. I love the movie. Ryan Gosling, strip for me. So anyway, yeah, it was just like, it just was an eye opener to me that like, 
there's plenty more fish in the sea and I didn't eat him and it wasn't meant to be so that night um there was a work party and I was like I texted one of my friends at work and this guy he used to always be kind of flirty with me but obviously I had a boyfriend and I was like here look we were like really good friends though and I was like here look I can't come tonight um John just broke up with me and I'm really upset and the last while John and I had had like one or two fights and this guy in work we'll call him Dara he like had heard about the fights and stuff so anyway Dara was like Martha fuck off like this is more of an excuse to come out like you have to come so anyway went out God, absolutely shit faced. I think we'd pre drinks at work and then we went out and we went to Zico and we were in Zico and um oh it was just so much fun. Like everybody was there having such a great time and I was like, Oh my god, I'm single again, this is so much fun and then one of my friends um who was Australian working in platform took a video and she was like the song was this could be sexual we could be sexual and I was there with Dara and she was like you guys should kiss and I was like okay so I started kissing him she took a video made it my snapchat story John two of his friends saw the story I am a bitch I'm a bitch but anyway you dealt your cards two days later here I am living my best life so anyway I deleted that obviously as soon as possible so then me and Dara were seeing each other for a while and that was fantastic so the moral of the bloody story is, is don't let these situations define you. Don't let them get you down. Like, obviously I wasn't over it in two days. I, there was times where I'd be like, oh, that's a bit shit. Or I'd think back on things. And even now I think back and I'm like, oh God, like I think I was a bit crazy. And I think we weren't suited for each other at all. And like the diet made me toxic and you know, all these different elements. So I think it's really important to look back and reflect on these times but not to dwell on them and you need to love yourself before you can love anybody else and that's one of the reasons why this relationship just didn't work and I learned a lot from it and he's such a nice guy and as I said there is zero beef zero beef in the oven lovely guy wish him the best and I think he would be more suited with maybe a quieter girl and maybe a girl who would sleep in the spare room so there you have it it wasn't meant to bloody be I'll see you soon. Love ya, Mars.